Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. And what you need to know, Momo, is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And I'm going to do what you need to know super fast because Dave McMenamin is literally calling right now on the hotline. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery announced today that it will merge its HBO Max and Discovery Plus platforms into a single streaming service. The newly merged streamer is going to launch in the U.S. in the summer of 2023 with ad-free, ad-light, and ad-only options. Despite the recent news that the already finished filming Batgirl film would be shelved, Warner Brothers Discovery denied rumors that the merger would result in scaling down original movies and shows. Hmm. They were not giving any more details, such as what the new service is going to be called or subscription pricing, but that's what you need to know for today. You know what? I think this is the way of the future. I hope it happens faster. There's too many streaming services. We have to make too many choices between everything feels like $5 a month, but then when you have like 10 different $5 a month, you're still paying probably more than you were for cable at the end of the run of cable. So let's just consolidate and get this over with already. I want to see Bad Girl. <laughs> Do you really want to see I that? Love this. I had like Come a super businessy take on that. Yeah. And Mark was like, I want to see Bad Girl. I just want to see Bad Girl. Come on. <laughs> Didn't it get X'd out? No. Didn't what? It got X'd out. Was it? that supposed yeah. to happen? Yeah, Batgirl has been shelved. 90 million bucks. Yeah. It what? will never be seen. And they already made the movie and everything. They just, Why? They're not putting it out. We don't know. Was it not good? Apparently. We don't know. It was that bad. 90 Apparently. million bucks and it's not coming Dang. out. I just want to Something's see Something's wrong. Dang, that's a write-off. Even, this, hey, even uh, in this movie, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman, duh, too. Yeah. Duh. Okay. Laura, there's cookies coming from Long Beach for us. Is yeah, that what's Debbie oh. Ward, uh, who knows Cappy. Yeah. I mean, not Cappy. I'm sorry. Clapper. Was like, I'm going to bring you guys cookies. But what? coming from the LBC, that's dedication. Wow. Love I mean, you. it's five. Be careful. Will they be here by the end of the show? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Make sure they bring enough for Dave McMenamin, too. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Dave, how's it going? Sorry to interrupt your vacation, but you posted a story. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Uh, Congrats. I think it's the first time talking to you. Yeah, thanks, uh, man. You you grew your family, so good to talk to you. Dave sent me a nice Uh, card. Not a whole lot's going on. Uh, Just uh, potentially the future of LeBron James' career in the Lakers franchise hanging in the balance. Not a big deal. You know what? I'm I, I I am unconcerned. What is the what is the uh, the phrase that they are the uh, in in billions? What is your level of certainty? My level of certainty that LeBron James stays a Laker the rest of his career is pretty high. What about you? I think that's a, a pretty safe bet based on the information we have uh, at our fingertips at this moment. Uh, I think both sides have reasons to want to continue to have a partnership. Um, but you know, there's also a reason I would say that there is not LeBron Ramon James on a piece of paperwork in El Segundo filed away into the Lakers lawyers file cabinet as of today that you know, there's still some work to be done in order to fully confirm that long term commitment. OK, so break down for people what happened today. Rich Paul, Rob Palinka met up and what happened? LeBron, Rich Paul come 
join Rob Polinka and Darvin Ham at the Lakers practice facility for a face-to-face meeting oh, today okay. based on the collective bargaining agreement, the way things work through the NBA bylines, was the first day that LeBron James was eligible to ink a two-year contract extension that would come into play at the end of the upcoming season. Uh, now, Rich Paul told me that those talks were productive, uh, but you know, both sides parted ways today, did not come to an agreement. Uh, they have until June 30th following this upcoming season in order to ink a deal or LeBron becomes an unrestricted free agent and he'll be free you know, to listen to any team that's out there uh, to see who would be interested in signing a 20-year veteran, 38-year-old uh, at that stage of his career. I wonder what team that would be. Like, what are LeBron's options at this point? And if you're the Lakers, you're not pushing him to sign this, are you? I think we lost Dave. Well, that, that's what you need to know. Oh. <laughs> he gave Let us get a him lot. back. Let's get him back. <laughs> well, you know, we are bothering him on vacation, but it's Where his fault he? for writing a story. Yeah, is he on a boat somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. He sounded, yeah. I mean, it's like August is like the dead part of the NBA calendar. Is it really? And when vacation you work time? like Dave does, where he's like covering the Lakers day in and out, then when the Lakers are eliminated or not, he goes and goes on the road and covers the playoffs yeah. elsewhere. So by the time he gets to here, it's like August is like, I'm going to turn my phone off. So the fact that LeBron's contract comes up today, that's kind of like, I'll tell you the truth as a reporter, it's kind of annoying. It's like, this is the vacation time. Who called the meeting? Well, this is the first day, as Dave said, the first day that they could talk. So all of this is formalities. This is all theater. okay? Okay. They all met in person, which is a big deal for LeBron to show up at the Lakers facility with, with, with his agent, Rich Paul and Darvin Ham was there. Rich, uh, Rob Palink is there. So everybody shows up in person and, I can t- like the fact that this is out that day is a good sign. Yeah. The fact that uh, the names of the people there were, are out and and released. The fact that Rich Paul's on the record there um, is those are all good signs. This is all being done in broad daylight. If there was any funny business going on, if there was we're trying to use this as leverage, or if there was, then a lot of people would have this under lock and key, right? This would be information that you it would all be sourced, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know as many details. Um, you know, look, he didn't sign anything. He could have signed something. It's a story. But I think for his sake and, frankly, the Lakers' sake, it makes the most sense to wait. Just wait. So it can be a story all year long. I mean, at the end of this contract, maybe the Lakers, you know, there's a realistic, I wouldn't say realistic, there's a real debate about should the Lakers continue down in the LeBron James business at this stage if they don't have any draft picks to surround him with other more other talent if they can't surround him with a better team would it make more sense for them to try to trade him or reboot or build a team around Anthony Davis can you trade LeBron James I think so he's to, best player in the game to me to who to where it's hard um but there's there's teams that would do that for one year especially yeah. if especially if it was the right circumstances like you take you probably wouldn't get much for him at this point because it would be no long-term commitment. I mean, yeah. this is this is the conversation around Kevin Durant is 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 become a very interesting conversation. Which is Kevin Durant, arguably one of the top. I, I would say, let's say the top five players in the game. Whatever you want to say, who is best? Okay, LeBron, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Jokic, Joel Embiid. You can put a, a couple other names in that if you want if you want to. But top five, um, Kevin Durant, clearly one of them. And yet, 
I don't think his value on the trade market is as high as it should be because, A, he's had a lot of injuries, um, and B, when you see a guy ask for a trade with four years left on his contract, what's what's your level of confidence that he won't just do that again? Zero. <laughs> do we have Dave, by the way, Lindsay? Did you call him no, back? No, I, I called him back like three times, and it's kind of doing the whole going to voicemail thing. Going to I think voicemail. he hit a dead spot. He hung up. I texted him and told dead him. Dead spot? Okay. Yeah. Wow. He calls back, you know. Yeah. I I think it's funny what that we're having so many phone issues. I know what's going on. Is it Mercury retrograde? I think so. I was going to say that. See me. Probably is. What? That's your that's your thing for every time something goes. Oh, it's Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. No. What are you guys? How long have you lived in LA and you don't know the Mercury retrograde? What are you guys talking about? Astrology. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So when Mercury Mercury the planet Mercury is in retrograde. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Which means it's like opposite. It's like out of sync, spinning the wrong way. Um, the general, the astrological interpretation of that is that communications go high wire, mm-hmm. haywire. Like things don't work. Your your air conditioning shuts off. The cell phones drop. You have like internet issues. There's like there's there's generally a sense that technology because Mercury is the uh, planet of of communication. So when Mercury is all messed up, communications we're are messed, messed up. up. Okay. And if you live in Los Angeles, where people are really into astrology, and I've never stuff, heard this ever. Until right now. Hey, Dave. (laughs) I've never heard this ever. Dave, what happened? Did you hit a dead spot? I hit a dead spot. Um, I uh, have uh, some family in town, and I was showing them the Hollywood sign. Oh, man. And up the sit with it, and we lost service up in Hollywood. Oh, I'm such a jerk for making you come on the radio right now while your family's in town. Sorry. (laughs) Um, All right, we'll be quick about it. So tell me, so do the Lakers want to get this done now, or, or are they fine waiting, too? I, I mean, the terms remain the same no matter when they do it between now and June 30th. So my read is, is both sides are comfortable with the way today went. Yeah. Now, I think everyone involved does recognize that there is no agreement before October 17th when the regular season starts up and this lingers. It is something that will be brought up by – our programs on 710, mm-hmm. on Sports Center, in the newspapers, on blogs, and, and all sorts of uh, sports apps. Like, that will be a topic of conversation. It will be a referendum when the Lakers have a two-game losing streak yep. or LeBron James's body language is picked apart. And so, um, right now, there shouldn't be urgency. This should be, quite frankly, a time when all of us are on vacation. But because the schedule worked out that way, they met today to acknowledge that it exists now. Um, and, and quite frankly, I don't think there should be a, another urgency period until, you know, when we're in training camp. And, and then you can pick up the conversation and see where things stand. Dave, how much did LeBron dislike not having leverage the last couple of years? Because you've covered him through the last couple stops he's been in. In Cleveland, he always signed one and ones or two and ones where he had leverage throughout the year in LA, he signed the longer term deals and didn't have leverage. And obviously we saw what happened last year at the trade deadline. How much did he dislike that feeling? I mean, I would just have to think someone who operates in not only his NBA world by wielding the hammer, but in the business deals he has off the court Mm. in, in trying to, use the kind of pulleys that he has available to him to get the best deal possible, that would be something that not having in his tool belt would be super frustrating, especially because, you know, if we were just talking about money here, 
you know, LeBron James would be set for life. He's mm-hmm. valued at a billion dollars, according to Forbes magazine. But he's, since the age he was 14, we're talking about close to a quarter of a century, has been putting everything he has into becoming the best basketball player of all time. And now that light at the end of the tunnel is blinding him. And he is desperate to do everything he can in his power in order to add to that collection of four rings. And LeBron James knew pretty early on that the roster decisions the team made that he was a part of, don't get me wrong, he was a part of them, but the roster decisions the team made last summer were erroneous. Mm -hmm. They were uh, a misjudgment, and he was ready to cut bait and let's try something else even before the trade deadline last year. Uh, But the team decided that there would have more options available to them come the summertime when, you know, some things free up around the league and there there are different kind of priorities for for teams out there. Mm -hmm. But again, you look at where things ended in mid-April and where we are in early August, things aren't totally different at this point. And I think in order for you to talk about the Lakers as a championship contender, there's still some major things that need to occur. And, you know, that that's what LeBron wants. He wants to rack the titles before he finishes mm. playing in the NBA, and he wants to be able to play with his son. Hmm. Dave McMenamin is our guest on ESPN LA. Ramona Shelburne, DeMarco Farr in for Sedano and Cap. Dave, th- that that drama that you just outlined, that, that you just outlined to me is – I, I like your words too. It's very poetic. The, <laughs> the the light at the end of the tunnel is blinding him. I mean, that's we. At the closer we get to the end, the more he has to decide: Do I like living in L.A.? Do I still think I can win here, or do I have to go elsewhere? How much does number five matter? How much does does the pursuit of number five matter? I don't know. I mean, that's that that's that's in his court. Do you do you do you get any sense from him where he is on that, or is it? You know, you wait till you show I mean, up. I, w- I would have told you, I would have told you six, seven months ago that I had zero doubt that LeBron would, would finish his career in LA. Mm-hmm. I think the way these last six, seven months have gone, it, it opened up my mind to the possibility of him playing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But all things being equal, his preference, I believe, would be to finish his career with the Lakers, mm-hmm. competing for championships in perpetuity until. His mind, his mind, or his body, or his family, or some combination between the three, gave him the inclination that it's time to hang it up. Mm. And the Lakers claim that, as an organization, all they care about is winning championships and any banners. So one would think that this should be a match made in heaven. And you know, all, the Lakers could say that, hey, this has been a rocky four years. Uh, I would present as the kind of counterpoint that, hey, this Rocky four years included a championship Mm -hmm. and you literally had the worst time in franchise history by far prior to LeBron James coming in and partnering up. And so, um, you know, I I think you got to remove emotion, recognize the opportunity at hand here. LeBron James is still a top 10 player in the NBA if you got a top ten player in the NBA who can do magical things when the NBA playoffs begin, I would think it'd be in my franchise's best interest to do everything I can in the moment while you have him to compete. Hmm. hmm. Dave, was... <laughs> you know what? It's August, but you got me going again. 
Got me going. I want you to go back and hang with your family. Yeah. Go see the Hollywood sign. The first thing I thought was Westbrook. See. <laughs> I know we were playing. We were playing Beyonce earlier, yeah, yeah. and you can't break my soul. Yeah, and then yeah. the Westbrook version of it on the day he picked up the forty-seven million dollar wow. option. Erroneous. Song of the summer. Like how you put that, Demarco. Yes. What's yeah, up? I got you through that whole whole hit on my side without mentioning that name. That's on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. My man. <laughs> no, I mean, what he said, uh, you know, that the Lakers and LeBron being partners and top 10 player in the league, you're in a good situation mm-hmm. with LeBron. But it's just the one problem. It's the elephant in the room. It's still Westbrook. Oh, you did it. You said it. <laughs> right. There it is. DeMarco, Momo, in for Zan on Kevin. We come back. There's actually a new report about something Darvin Ham may or may not be able to do with Russell Westbrook. Cut him. Oh, no? ESPN LA. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Come on. She's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. It's booty day. Not for me. It is booty day. It's always booty day, though, right? It I is mean, that's booty, booty In my life, yes, right? always. Every day is booty day. It's well, booty is, day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Zanata wasn't sure if he could say that, right? Like booty he was, day? Yeah. I remember that. He was so worried about it. Wait, Same what's wrong? With, yeah, what's wrong with booty? Well, okay. Nothing. Is that the word the in question? The reason why we played that, the Bootylicious, okay, is uh, this is, uh, in 2001, the number one hit was Destiny's Child, Bootylicious. Mm. But okay. what, what's wrong with booty? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. But Perfectly acceptable. So he was just like, oh, can I say that about a female colleague? Like, yeah. he's oh, talking about it. She okay, says okay. it. Can I say I it? I don't know. Because Momo used to come, you used to come on every yeah. Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. And it was like hump day. So instead of, she would come and she would be like, oh, I just did my booty exercises. Nice. So we, you know, we would cut so that So he out. was questioning whether or not yes. he could comment on your booty. Yeah. Oh, or just on oh he's right there. Yeah, 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 he's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be offended, but like somebody who didn't know the context would be like, mm, But you know. can say it's booty, booty yeah. day. Booty's fine. Yes. <laughs> That's why he was like, it's booty day. Booty day. Yeah. He sounded pretty lame. I like that. it. Um, hey, so there's a new report out. Uh, this is a, this is a fun one. Lindsay, you want, you have the, I love, I love the bro Bible version of this one. Bro Bible. <laughs> the bro Bible version of this so, one. So bro Bible is like the best headlines <laughs> for things ever. And so we, we heard yesterday there was a report about Darvin Ham mm-hmm. having more, uh, authority to bench Russell Westbrook in potential end of game situations. But the bro Bible, uh, <laughs> headline says, well, let me pull it up here. Uh, 
Uh, the report about what Darvin Ham can do in end of game situations confirms Lakers haven't really fixed anything in the offseason. Wow. Great headline. <laughs> it's a good headline. <laughs> I was like, I'm clicking on that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's talk about that. Look, Darvin Ham is the Lakers' new head coach. He's also a first-time head coach. And when he interviewed for this job, the, the interview process was, was started off with Zoom calls. Like, Remember they Zoom called with everybody? Yeah. That's what we do now in 2022 after COVID. Everything's a Zoom call at first. Um, and there might even be two Zoom calls before you get to the in-person meeting. But Darvin Ham's first Zoom... He just came straight out the gate and was like, yeah, this whole idea of you picking my staff, that's not going to work. This whole idea of everybody being in on the Zoom calls with the the coaches every day, that's not going to work. Like, Darvin came out of the gates just setting the tone. Good for him. I'm in charge. If you hire me, I'm in charge. I'm going to do this my way. And this idea of can you bench Westbrook if he's not playing right at the end of games? Why can't you? Well, last year there was a sense that it took Frank – uh, Frank was given the authority to bench Westbrook. It, like he always probably could have, but there was a, a while there where he didn't. Where they let this go for a while because the sen- Frank always Frank Vogel, the former head coach, always kind of felt like he wanted to be the guy who had Russell's back, so that Russell Russell, former MVP, uh, well-respected guy in the league, future Hall of Famer, one of the fifty best of all time. If you bench him, you lose him. This idea of like you crush it, you won't break my soul. Okay, if once you bench wow. him, that is He's a that line that you don't cross with a player and as a person as proud as Russell Westbrook. I get it, but I mean, I, I don't want to say fragile. So it took him a long really? time to actually do it. Well, wow. you saw what happened when he did it. True. It didn't go over well. Right. I mean, it definitely hit Russ the wrong way. Plus, Russ never felt like. Last year, I, th- I think there was a, a there were trust issues, which he spoke about in his exit interviews too. So this isn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he was pretty direct. Russ is a very direct person, so he'll tell you what he's feeling, and he didn't feel like people had his back last year. Like that, he wasn't. They weren't catering to his skill set. They weren't putting him in position to succeed. He was always told to do to fit in alongside LeBron and AD versus the other way around. We can debate that endlessly. You know, we will debate that endlessly. That's a good question. Why didn't he say no? To this. To what? I guess you don't have a choice if you're He Westbrook. wanted to be a Laker. So then how did he see this playing out? Well, they all thought this would work. They all got together and they had all these meetings last summer and they talked about here's how we would play and here's the actions we would run. There's this idea that Russell Westbrook would be a cutter and that he would play off the ball. Right. And he, when you have LeBron James on your team, there's just so much space. Then Anthony Davis is inside. Russell can, st- can cut. There's a lot of lanes where AD's a great passer interior. And if he goes yeah, outside, then I got you. Th- he, he would, like, instead of Russ being like stand outside and then dive to the basket um russ has never really played off the ball in his career and he when in their conversations there was a sense of like okay sometimes lebron will have the ball sometimes russ will have the ball they will there'll be a little bit more of a trade-off then it obviously crash and burn didn't work out for anybody involved in the way that they thought um but i think the biggest tension last year was can russ change will russ change and frank thought can and will were yes, like he can change, he will change if we make him trust us. And so therefore they had to give him as long of a runway as they possibly could so that he would earn their trust. Now, at the end of it, clearly Russ didn't trust anyone on the coaching staff. You heard what he said about them in his <laughs> interview. So yeah. it backfired because Frank thought he was giving him a lot of latitude and Russ didn't perceive it that way. He was, got defensive about all the criticism he got and the changes he was told to make. Um, Darvin Ham has been 
very positive towards Russ. I think there's a role for him. I'm excited about having him. But there's also this sense with Darvin, and I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this plays out because he's a first-time head coach. So it takes a lot of guts to go into a job interview and say, if you give me this job, this is how it's going to be. Start dictating terms. When you go yeah. as a as – a, Who as, else was up for the job? Like, who else was close? Well, Terry Stotts was the yeah. former Portland head coach. Um, Kenny Atkinson, who was a former Nets head coach. They, that's, those were the three, quote-unquote, finalists. Yeah. They interviewed a lot of other assistant coaches who had not been head coaches yet. Some of them were good names. Um, but I just assume that's why you got the job. Yeah, I, him. yeah, I yeah. think I think there has been a shift in this idea of, OK, Frank Vogel won a championship, but there was a lot of connection between the front office and the, and the coaching staff. And look, once Frank's gone, meaning what? That's, yeah, they were in the, on the they coaching were controlling team. his decisions. Yeah, there was always a, a connection there. Same way there is in baseball, same way there is in a lot of franchises. But he didn't necessarily have the same autonomy and authority that other coaches in the league Enjoy, especially so Darvin Ham has more control so. than he did. Well, wow. that's interesting. That that we'll see, we'll see, and I think there's a sense with Russ of Darvin is going to coach Russ and wh- whatever that means. He's this is coach him as he sees fit. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be explosive. And I think the way you can tell right away is how they play defensively because Frank Vogel is a defensive-minded coach. He did not have the personnel for that last year. But the Lakers won a title because Frank Vogel is a very good defensive coach and got everyone to buy in. Right. Um, in 2020, Darvin Ham's a great defensive coach. Milwaukee Bucks and their defense. He ran that. He that's yeah, that's yeah. his strong suit. That is what he believes in. So you're going to do things right or sit. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, I don't think it's going to work. This will be very explosive. This will be very fun for you yeah. when Russell goes nuts. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. This is why the Lakers are great copy. Because they're copy. fun. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Always interesting. Story even when they're not good. Even with LeBron. Wow. Unbelievable. Did I get you interested? I've been interested. I just don't think it's going to work. I, I feel bad for Darvin Ham. But somebody's got to get through to, to He's Russell Westbrook. He's the head coach Westbrook. of the Lakers. He's doing all right. He's making. He's five doing just fine. But except you've got this one maverick to deal with. That's but why you it, get paid the big bucks. Yes, it's going to be very explosive, very fun. Yeah, but hey. eventually the coach wins. You know this, right? Eventually the coach. Always eventually wins. the coach wins. Eventually the coach always wins with the player. Really? Because he controls your minutes. I think you're used to the NFL. You he can't put him. He can't put himself in. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's what I mean. It depends on who the coach is. Depends on how good the player is. Absolutely. But, I mean, look. It, it, Kobe wanted to go in the game. He just looked at D'Antoni and started walking to the scorer's bench. D'Antoni was like, okay, sure. True. Uh, <laughs> you go in. But, like, <laughs> well, okay. I guess so. I guess Kobe's going wow. back in. Crazy. Okay, that's different. All right. Yeah. Radio Tinder. Segment <laughs> of the year. Coming up next. Momo DeMarco in for Sonano and Cap. ESPN LA. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thank you, Christopher. Super excited to do Radio Tinder. I'm like losing my voice trying to hit that that high. Take it away, no. But okay, here we are. Why are you guys laughing at me? Oh no, oh no. My, Momo's go. mic's not on. There it goes. There, there we goes. go. I there do goes. look forward to that. Oh, okay. When well, you try to hit the high note. I mean, 
My voice doesn't go that high. I'm like a baritone. <laughs> Take it away, producer. Lindsay. Take it away. Take it away. Thanks, he goes, Shidano. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Love it. Best part of everyone's day, yeah. right? Anyway, did you guys know that pet owners get more out of life when spending time with their pets, according to a new study? Pet supplement company Purina asked pet owners about the health and well-being activities that they enjoyed with their pet, and they found that pets and their owners were getting more out of life together. A spokesperson for Purina said that 60% of the respondents in their study said that they feel more relaxed, 55% said that they feel less lonely, 44% said that they feel physically fitter and more confident, all when they spend time with their pet. Physically fitter? Yes. And more confident, which I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like my morning walks with my dog. Yeah. That's definitely something that gets me up and moving every morning. Yeah. Something yeah, I, I probably that. wouldn't get up and do otherwise. Not yeah. going to lie. I, I hear that. So do you guys personally agree with the study? And if you don't currently have pets, does it make you want one? Swipe left or swipe right Momo? Uh, I totally agree with that story. I, I think it's weird when somebody doesn't either have experience as a pet owner or grew up in a house with pets. Like, it's good for you to care about another living thing. It's good for you to put your ego aside or to, like, inconvenience yourself a little bit and have to, like, go home at a certain time to walk the dog. That's a good sign, I think, in somebody's life. And it's a bad sign when when I meet somebody, like, I had a friend once, and he never has pets, never cares about anybody but himself, super self-absorbed. When he, he, like, got a dog once... And like after a week, was like, oh, this is too much work. I got to give it back. Wow. Oh, I'm no. Like, he got rid of it? Yeah. That's like a golden rule. You can't do that. I know. It kind of tells you something about somebody, right? 100%. Like that's like to me, if I was on a if I was on a date with somebody, I'm yeah. happily married now. I don't go on dates, okay? But if I met somebody and they told me that they like gave a dog back or gave a cat back, that would be like a red, red flag. Really? Big red flag. What if you gave it to a better home? I get it. But it also tells me that you're not able of... of Putting somebody else's needs ahead of your own. This is true. Tells I, me that you have no responsibility, that you're kind of self-absorbed. Some people don't know what they're getting into. Yeah, that's true. You know, so if that's you can't true. take care of the dog, cat, what have you, and you can give it to someone yeah. else who will, yeah. I think that should be commended. Like, I, this is more than I thought. I'm yeah. sorry, and I don't want to hurt the dog. Yeah, so. I mean, I do know yeah. there are certain situations where it makes sense, right? Okay, yeah. you, you know, my mother-in-law, before she passed away, she got sick. She couldn't take care of this cat um she had that she loved the cat we had to find her a new home yeah right because she just physically couldn't do it right yeah but she was a good cat owner until then there's a there's plenty of situations like that, that. happens yeah i had to do it twice uh because of kids right. I, I had a a malmute that snapped at the baby oh loved dakota dog's name yeah but we had to give her away right we just had to give her yeah, to someone else baby, to take yeah. care of her yeah and just recently we had another mutt we rescued loved him great dog named waffles Oh, cutest what dog a in the cute world. name, so Waffles. 96 pounds of just, just love, love machine. Yeah. He didn't get along with... The other dog. No, with our first grader. Oh. Yeah, there was an issue there, so oh. we had to give him to someone else. Wow. So sometimes that, there are... That, ha- that, happens, that happens, but I think that people who are like, you know, I'm going to adopt a dog, and then they're just like, this is too expensive, or this is too too much work for me. Like, I feel like it's like, you got to really do your research, yeah. and you got to really... I don't know. I, I also think that people who don't ever have pets or like ever want pets people who do, don't like pets right not just like oh i can't have one because of my circumstances because there's plenty yeah, of people yeah. who are like oh i travel whatever but people say like oh no i'm not a dog person or i'm oh. not a pet person i feel like they don't have a soul I like just, those people have no souls i just have one question how many <laughs> how many cats are you allowed to have i think you can have as many cats as you, you can make room for in, in your home like 10 cats i no, mean no, if, I, you I a, if you live yeah. a mansion too many? like you know it depends on where you three. live Three? Yeah, I think okay, three. Okay, I like that number. Three I cats. had three cats when I owned my house so in Cleveland. 
Yeah, but I mean, I had the two cats, and then we got one that was like stuck with us that we inherited from my boyfriend at the time's yeah, brother. And you know, I I owned a three bedroom house, and it was just like it's fine. You didn't know that I had three cats. The question is, are you room. single, or is you, are you? Do you have a family with these cats? Yes, yes, we have a cat lady right on the there. block. Okay. Yeah. I, there, there might be more than three means yeah. your cat lady. I think. Yeah. There Maybe might be twenty five cats in there. More than two. More than yeah. two. Okay. So me when me and my boyfriend had three cats, that means I was a cat lady. But well, that's like no, one. But we, no, but you were with your man. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, I eventually broke up with him, so there was a point uh, where you, yeah, a cat lady. Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when I moved here, and I had to get rid of two of them. I didn't get rid of them. I I, I moved out of I moved out of my house, and I kept my cats there. Like they stayed they stayed living there. Wow. Because yeah. my so friend, yeah. yeah, my friend, she actually ended up renting my apartment for or my house from me because I could only have one dog and one. One cat. Uh, so I kept my two cats there, and she lived there, and she took care of them. And then when she moved out, when I sold my house, she still has yeah. she still has little Norman, and I go visit him every time I'm Aww. in Cleveland. Aww. We named him Norman Bates <laughs> after the At after psycho. this the psycho. I don't know if we really answered the the Tinder question, but yeah, I mean, right. I agree. Right. I agree with yeah. the study for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. so moving on, the White Sox hosted the Kansas City Royals this past Monday in a two to one loss. It was, you know, one of those classic midsummer pitching battles with both teams starting pitchers having great outings. They kept the offenses in check. Well, there were such great pitching battles <laughs> that White Sox manager Tony La Russa unintentionally became the biggest story for fans yeah. when he was caught dozing off during the game <laughs> I get in the this. dugout. I so get this. Mm. Okay, well, his head was bobbing, you know, yeah. his eyes were heavy. Was it warm, too? Uh, was yeah. it like it a warm, summer, warm day. summer night? Yeah, yeah. Was it a night or day? Night. Oh, okay, it's a little different. But... I will say, you know, he's 77. Everyone questioned when they hired him to be the White Sox manager to begin with. And I feel like, you know, he can't even stay awake to manage his team in a game. So do you think that it's time for Tony La Russa to just hang it up for good? Swipe left or swipe right? I'm swiping left. Tony can manage as long as he wants. Yeah. Yep. But he's not even a good manager, One of the greatest baseball minds of all time. But but not anymore. He's okay. Who's the bench coach? That's the real manager. I mean, (laughs) he's he's so not with it and not like hip to like what's going on in baseball these days. He's still managing like it's 1989. Who's going to fire him? Who's going to walk? I guarantee the owner who's like 80 something himself, Jerry Reinsdorf. Well, yeah, that's why he hired him in the first place, right? To like make good on a bad. That he did, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. I still have that clip of him running out of the dugout. Like Tony. In Oakland? No, here. Oh, here. <laughs> with oh, with yeah. the White Sox. I just like, wow. You know what, though? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've dozed off in places where I should not have dozed off. Where? We probably all have, right? Church? I mean, definitely. D- at work? Oh. At work, though? <laughs> at work. Have you ever dozed off at work? Almost. On the air? Yeah, almost. Really? I was real tired. Who were you hosting with? <laughs> I don't oh, want to wow. say. You have to tell us now. You have to. <laughs> I'm okay. I will flip this one. I'm pretty sure Ireland's almost falling asleep on air sometimes. He comes home that and he's come really home from a wild trip, from a road trip. Yeah, yeah. And he you're gets right. up early to golf and he's like super tired. You're right. And then I'll be talking for a little while and I'll look over and I'll see Ireland and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like John. Oh my God, that's <laughs> funny. What? what? Wow. <laughs> I can see that. I can wow. see that. No. Um. Who was I with? Should I say? Yes. Should I say? Punch tell her she has to say. What? Don't do it. Don't no, do come it. on, do it. You have to. Tell say. us during the break. I'll tell you during the break. Wow. I don't oh man. I'll never we have to work with a guy next week. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she brought the cookies. The cookies. The cookies have arrived from the LBC. By the way, Dave McMenamin said, "Please don't forget to send my cookies." Ooh, yeah, seriously. Nice. He needs it. Yeah. 
He called in from like on vacation. Yeah, with he deserves them. Yeah, if if, if there's not enough left, Dave, you can have my cookies. You're showing the fam the Hollywood sign. Yeah, I know. Have, have you done that? What a guy. Um, I live here. I keep telling people, it's like you have to walk to get there. You can see it. Yeah, you can see it. But if you I mean, I'd be like there. driving down Sunset and be like, hey, there's there the Hollywood <laughs> sign. I see it. I've never been to the Hollywood sign. And oh, you I, haven't? No, oh, yeah. never. Had to. So no. my, my grandfather lived up there in the Hollywood Hills and had a house there like at the foot of the Hollywood sign. So we always saw the Hollywood sign. Oh, okay. And so I always that. think of my grandfather when we see it. Um, but you really do have to walk way up there. You gotta. It's 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 a hike. It's a hike. It's, it's a, hike. a hike. You gotta yeah. do the hike. So you know what I do? I take people on Sunset Boulevard. But like when the family comes into town, I'm like, huh? okay, hey, hey, this is where Julia Roberts was in Pretty Woman. You know, uh, this is the Man's Chinese Theater. Yeah, yeah. Just the, take them on the right? bus tour, right? You take them on all the. This is the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We park over the the Roosevelt Hotel or Hollywood and Highland, and you just mm-hmm. walk up and down. And then you go, hey, look, there's the Hollywood sign. See it? There is a it's back really way. cool. There's a back little street where you could park, yeah. and then you you literally walk like a few minutes, and it's there. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna be super 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 Third close. Third of a mile, close. isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Well, if you do the hike at Griffith, it's different. But I'm saying like, oh, that okay. there's like a back the back yeah, way that you're not way. supposed to go. That like they'll arrest you it's for a, trespassing. No, 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 no. This well, is a residential guard. area. Oh, yeah. my brother, my brother <laughs> went when he came to visit me, and yeah. he, he like went on a Yelp or whatever where they gave you like a it was like a secret secret back way yeah. and. He said that um, they saw like four people as they were walking over to that area get arrested for trespassing. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Laura. No, no, no. Mine was residential. Nope, nope. That's nope, where it was. Nope, it was nope. by houses, he said. Don't it was like arrested. people's backyards. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Nope. <laughs> okay. Last, do we have time for one more? Yeah, one more real quick here. Okay, so yesterday, the U.S. Department of Transportation proposed a new rule that would force carriers, airline carriers, to compensate passengers for delays on flights <gasps> operating to from or within the U.S. Really? Yes. And in addition to delay compensation, uh, the proposed rule includes requirements for airlines to notify customers of their entitlement to a refund before offering them vouchers or credits. You know, a lot of times oh. they like, cancel or delay. Yeah. They're like, here, yeah, yeah. we'll just give you a voucher. No, this this rule would allow First you to all, get your money back. never going to happen. Yeah. This is never going to happen. Probably not. But like but, okay, keep going. But Sounds the new, good. more strict policy would also define delay with an actual amount of time, Whoa. and it would give customers more clarity on when they're entitled to compensation. So I'm not going to have you guys swipe on this one, but wanted to ask you guys, do you have any airline or airport horror stories when, cool. where you've been stranded? Not I have many, stranded. many, as yeah. I travel a lot. I was going to say, you have to. Well, okay, I'll tell you the one, the, the most recent one. I was going to my college reunion. It was my 20-year college reunion. I was just hopping a flight up from Burbank to San Jose. So this should not have, this should not be a delay. But this was October I was very, very early pregnant. Okay. So like six weeks along, I was super tired. I was like, this was, I was already like kind of dicey about traveling because it was like very early and I didn't want to do anything to mess it up. But I was like, oh, here's my 20 year reunion. So I go and I get there and the, fl- you could just tell something bad is happening at Burbank because like every flight is delayed Ooh. and there's no, there's no weather issue in Burbank. It turns out like something happened with the control tower in Salt Lake City that just messed everything in the West Coast up. Then there were some wind problems. Then it was like the domino effect of one flight is late. And so the crew from one flight that was supposed to work the next flight couldn't make it to that. Then people were getting into their overtime things. It was like, I was supposed to fly up at 10 a.m. I was supposed to be there to have my one day at the college reunion, get there by noon. My flight got so delayed, I didn't get there till like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I wow. missed everything. Wow. Like, I pretty much missed my whole reunion that, that day. That stinks. Yeah, I ended yeah. up just flying. Well, I almost, like, turned flight. around and went home. Because I was, like, I was like very early pregnant, too. I was like, should I just go? Should I just go? Like, I'm not feeling great. I'm really tired. I don't want to do anything to risk it, right? And 
I, I, I was basically walking out the door and they called us and said our flight was boarding. And I was like, are you really boarding? Because if I get on that plane and I sit on the tarmac for an hour and a half, I'm going to be really upset. They said, no, we're really boarding. I said, you promise me? Like, I'm not, if we get on there, I'm going to, I'm going to be that passenger. I'm going to get out. I'm going to, and we, we did finally get there. It was so stupid though. I flew up there. I saw my college roommate and I flew home the next day. Wow. Why did I even bother going? Like, At least you saw I your college roommate. Yeah. yeah, I know, but I could see her anytime. You could have. Wow. Yeah, it was a total waste of time. Wow. And energy. What do you got? Oh, I, I got stuck in Houston once on a flood not too long ago. Oh, was yeah, that happens in Houston. Concussion thing, whatever. They, yeah. they put us up at a hotel. We, uh, we had a newborn. Oh. So I took the family with me, and we got stuck in a hotel for like three days. Couldn't get out. Yeah. They was, have floods in Houston. Yeah. I almost I got stuck in one of those too. I did not know yeah. that. I, th- That's a thing. Th- it was a street. The next day, it was like a, a river. It was crazy. Mm. Yeah. Hey, DeMarco and Momo are in for Sedano and Cap. When we come back, people are taking shots at Cooper Cup again. Why? Because uh, he's white? I'll tell you next. Oh. <laughs> ESPN LA. Have we played Purple Rain yet, though? No, no, no. That's so. the We're saving that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds like. Mm. That's a good one. We're playing Prince all day. Momo and DeMarco in for Sedano and Cap at ESPN LA. Playing Prince all day because uh, this day, long, long ago, Purple Rain started its run atop the charts. 24 straight weeks at wow. number one. Great album. I, I mean, pretty much any excuse for me to play Prince is good. Yeah. Same. You can find any, any, any kind of Prince fact and be like, okay, let's play Prince all day. <laughs> you know, this song made yeah. me cool in my neighborhood. This is back when MTV was... Still in its formative years. Right. So I could get MTV, but the people across the street could not. I'm going to say you were pretty cool before the song. They, I had to record this video for everyone in the neighborhood. They, like, they would bring over VHS tapes. So this song <laughs> changed my life. Yes, it really did. You weren't cool because you were like football star? I mean, yeah, we were cool, but I mean, like people that we didn't know. Would, mm. Can you please record this video? It was odd. People we didn't talk to huh. wanted this video. Like, for some reason, when doves cry, crossed a little a lot of lines. It yeah. is a great yeah. video. It is Big a good time. video. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Changed my life. Met some I think, people I never I thought like, I'd meet. Yeah. It was also like, I don't even know what videos are anymore unless it's like little Nas X. Like, those are the videos. That, the, his videos seem to pop, right? Yeah. Like, his, he makes a point of having great videos. Um, but back in the day, oh. when we were young. Videos were it. Everything. Yeah. It was like Madonna, yeah. right? She always had a great video. Will Smith. I mean, even, like, wow. every video was like a production. You, like, waited for the, hey, it's the debut of the new Madonna song. Oh, yeah. They still do that, but I think they're only on YouTube now because I don't YouTube. think MTV doesn't really do videos. No. See, I wasn't allowed. All ridiculousness. I wasn't allowed to watch. Yeah, that's all it is. The Ridiculous yeah. Channel. I right. wasn't allowed to watch MTV until. What? Really? I was like, yeah, my parents were really strict about what really? we could watch. And they they had it blocked out on our TV. So I could watch, like, wow. the main cable channels and Nickelodeon. And I remember one weekend I was staying with my grandparents and I was watching MTV, and the right said, Fred, I'm Too Sexy oh, yeah. video came on, and my grandpa started screaming at me. He's like, what the hell is this? Turn wow. this off my TV. He got so mad at me. That's the only time I ever saw my grandpa yell, wow. ever. MTV stayed on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we watched all the MTV. I yeah. learned how to dance from MTV. Yeah. Club MTV. We, my friend and I would like, get together and like learn how to dance. Watch him do the running. A lot of things. Right. I mean, once I was like, I'm talking about when I was like, you know, probably 12 and under. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Once I was in like middle school, I think that's when. Because I remember like TRL was my show. Come yeah. home from school and watch TRL. Like when I was in middle school, high school. Club MTV. I like that. That was, that was, uh, even was, elementary school. Was that the that. downtown Julie Brown yeah. or was that Eric yeah. Nice from Real World? 
Was that the grind? That was called the grind. The grind. Yeah. That was the guy from the real world, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the guy yeah, from real world. Okay. Yeah. 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 Isn't that amazing? We used to watch all that. Now yeah. It's just like on it's YouTube. like the first reality show Ground ever, breaking. probably. Yeah. yeah, it was. Man, these cookies are good, Laura. Where are they from? She's <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> eating. You gotta, you gotta ask so me that good. right when I take a bite. A listener brought them. A listener. The, the woman from Long Beach. Thank I you. Is this a listener that you know, by the way? Because I just ate some cookies from anywhere. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait till you're done chewing. Wait till you're done yeah, chewing. Now that I'm done chewing, home. okay, first of all, this is a um, patient of Dr. Clapper's. Okay. And I have cool. met Debbie Got before. It. Okay. And so they were, ta- you know, hearing us talk about it's National yes. Chocolate, Chocolate Chip, Chip Cookie, Cookie Day. Day. They're like, oh my God, Clapper swears by these cookies, blah, 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 blah. I have to take you guys some. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Didn't really think anything of it. Um, so they're from L. I don't even know how. Something Alsace Lorraine Fine Pastries. It's in Long Beach. Oh, Alsace Lorraine is a region in France that is yes. close to the Thank German you. border. I got you. You, you got you. Yes. I got you. But they're in Long Beach. Okay. So good, though. Thank you. Those right? were chocolate chocolate chip, and they were yeah. like light and airy. You're going to have to come off one more, though. You know that, right? That's fine. Okay. I, I got I, the I, small I, one because I'm doing no dairy, and I'm sure there was butter in that. Okay. Pretty, I'm sure. Pretty sure. I, like, the only- my baby's farting tonight. That's why. It's all good. It's all Debbie's fault. But (laughs) I posted a picture on the community and I I tagged you guys and I was like, yo, you guys got to shout her out and like, you know, give her props for doing it. Because from the LBC, like that's not a... That's a, that's a drive. That's a drive. She made it downtown. I got you, DeMarco. The only thing that Debbie did say is I had to save one for the boo, so the boo will get one. But, you know, our punches are... Is he listening? Yeah. As long as it's not he mine. He can have mine because yeah. I didn't eat one, so he can have mine. Okay, he can have two. Go. I'm taking one home. That, yeah, that was really good. Right. I'll take okay. one home, too. Yeah. Take, Wait, yeah. never mind. I promised mine to Dave McMenamin. Oh, dang. See? Dave's not going to come over here. He's in almost, Hollywood. What's that, no. too? That's too far for him. I'll mail uh, it to hey, him. Hey, DeMarco. Yo. Top five receivers in the NFL right now. Oh, Give Jamar, me your list. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, let's see. That's three. I like DK Metcalf. Yep. And when he's healthy, when he's right and not suspended. Hopkins, oh, as good as anybody. So Justin Jefferson, not on your list. I like Jefferson. I do. He likes himself a lot, by the way. He likes himself a lot. He thinks that he eventually is going to be one of the top receivers. And he said, right now, Devontae Adams is, but that's my goal. I think I'm going to get there. And somebody said, what about Cooper Cup? What about Cooper Cup? He said, Coop is good, but I'll say he's behind me. Wow, that's funny. Third year player. Interesting. He's good. Interesting. I hear a lot of Cooper Cup hate from a lot of sources. And look, the Rams do make a concerted effort to get him the football. It's different. Yeah. Uh, The offense goes through him. Uh, But not, I would say this, Justin Jefferson cannot do what Cooper Cup does Mm. in this offense. It just would not be a one-for-one trade. You can't. I mean, the way he blocks, the way he's a factor in the run game, and how smart he is. But Jefferson is a burner. You got problems. Yeah. You'd have to put Jalen Ramsey over top of Jefferson and then... You're still holding your breath. He's that good. So Cooper Cub was asked about that, and he said, uh, you know, I can see why he would say that. <laughs> I would hope he would say that. I think that's the beauty of this game. I think it speaks to the competitiveness of the league, and if you're not putting yourself as the best and you're not working to be the best, then I'd be concerned about stepping on the field with you if you don't feel like you've prepared to be the best player that you can be. I respect his opinion, and I can also respectfully disagree. Oh, no doubt. Cooper's getting really good at giving those respectfully disagree answers. Yeah, uh, well, the only thing I would say is, you know, Coop has the better quarterback, hands mm-hmm. down. So if you give Jefferson a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, you'd see some fireworks, too. He at, is he's good. At what point, though, 
does Cooper Cup do enough to where he doesn't get this disrespect? Where he doesn't have to continually say, okay, it's not just because he has a good quarterback or it's the offense. Is he seen as a great wide receiver, best in the league, and it doesn't? he doesn't have to do anything to keep continue to justify that? You know, do what he did last year. Uh, repeat your, your success. Repeat your production. That will get people off you. I mean, look, every receiver, when you have a fantastic season, and I'll say this about Cooper Cup, he's always been good here. And if you look at his numbers since he came into the league, this year stands out by far. You know what I mean? So was this a one-year thing? Was this just Matthew Stafford? I just mentioned that Sean McVay makes, you know, there's there's a lot of effort to get him the football in different areas. Uh, so if you do it again, I think that would shut up all the naysayers. But even with that, you're still going to have people that knock his talent mm. because he doesn't, I guess, look the part. All right. Help me decode something. Go ahead. All right, because you speak McVeigh better than I do. Yeah. All right, I speak McVeigh not as well as as you or people who cover the Rams every day. Is that like my brain or something? Decoding, yeah. Oh, decoding. decoding. Okay, I was like, ahead. what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> you said, yeah, Mars is in retrograde. Um, I thought this was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Mercury. I was like, <laughs> all right, you got it. Mars. Mercury is in yeah. retrograde. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Sean McVeigh said today at practice that Matthew Stafford's elbow pain is quote abnormal for a quarterback i've heard this before i've heard him say this before i think it was in relation to baseball players because of mm-hmm. how matthew stafford throws the football and how okay. violent it is coming out of his hand and his no looks um uh, off platform throws he, he's got a cannon so i, I think he may injure his arm and in, in, in ways that other quarterbacks do not because they don't have the same ability that's how i read that is this is this is he doing a load management thing? Is this is this him preparing Rams fans for Stafford? Uh, we already know he's probably not going to play the preseason, right? But does does this are they managing this all year? I long? think you should. I, you know, I'd I'd love to see some old school John Robinson Ram football come back to life in SoFi. Protect huh. your best asset. Run the football. Um, Matthew Stafford, like I said, you, you're lucky to have a guy like this, mm. and his elbow is compromised he had work it had some work done so hmm. i'd want to keep that guy as healthy as i could so take some pressure off him by running the football playing defense hmm. yeah i mean but it is what it is i mean the guy has thrown a lot of passes and from a lot of weird angles and he played the most outside of joe burrow last year so you like might want to protect your asset going into the future Ugh. what abnormal for a quarterback i don't like those words well it's not like you know he's going to lose velocity like peyton manning it's just one of these things you're going to have to manage. Mm. Yeah, I, I've seen him at practice. I mean, before it got sore, he was winging it. No look passes, same guy. Uh, it just it is what it is when you have work on an elbow. Yeah, you know pitchers. Yeah, yeah pitchers have issues with elbows and they're fine. You put some ice on it. You work on it. It's sore. You keep them out. I did say this. Um, the only thing that would keep the Rams from repeating is Matthew Stafford not being in the lineup. Mm. Yeah. So job number one, protect him offensive line wise. Job number two, protect that elbow. Run the football. Mm. On that happy note, Marco and Momo, <laughs> in for Sedano and Cap. Coming up next, what you need to know with producer Lindsay.